about uh, some things that pertain to life and love and marriage and something sort of came up and presented itself Sunday. Okay. So, you know, Paul and I are in the process of moving from our little town closer to Nashville. Right. And so Sunday, we'd already been hanging out for a long time and it was hot and the, the late in the afternoon and, and I said to Paul, hey, we didn't do anything today. He's like, oh yeah, I was going to go see those waterfalls finally so i said i can't believe you've never been to rutledge falls and our listeners could even google rutledge falls in tennessee if they wanted so literally this place is a few miles down the road so we get in the car he's like which way do we turn i said you just turn right here and keep going (laughs) so we go like four minutes along a little meandering road and park and the twins are saying oh dad we got to roll up the windows in the car so we're really really hot because it's ice cold water and the waterfalls is from the spring beautiful and so we get there and as soon as you as soon as you park it's just gorgeous all the land this barn this open fields trees and then you walk a little bit and you come to this what we call a watering hole in tennessee and it's huge waterfalls, two huge, a big, huge waterfall and a smaller waterfall and big, big, huge lake, you know, that it yeah. flows into. And then a, a brook that just goes down. Well, not a huge lake, but a good size, you know, big old pond for swimming in. And it was so gorgeous. And we just stayed probably a half hour and Somebody who was there showed the twins how to climb up the waterfall safely and leap off, which is terrifying because it's really high. But they had so much fun. And when we got home, all Paul could say was, I am so bummed out that I never knew that was there. And even this guy who was at the waterfall said, yeah, last week somebody was here who's lived here his whole life and never knew about this place. It's so gorgeous. Right. And I, I thought, you know, two things. One is a lot of times you don't realize what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But second of all, we just think that we know the landscape. Like, ah, you know, it's just, we've got all these waterfalls next to us, but stuff we don't know. We think we know, but we don't know. Haven't really experienced it. Just, it's just this knowledge of it, but haven't experienced it. Yes. We think we know more than we do. And we say that a lot in marriage you know, you look at your spouse and you think, oh, I know, I know that person. Mm -hmm. But they are full of areas of beauty and excitement and splendor that you haven't even explored yet. Yep. There's all kinds of possibilities. Yes, there is. And this is Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you joined us. I'm Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris. And yep. we're having honest conversations about waterfalls and travel. And, no, about <laughs> life and love and marriage and how all of that fits together into our sex life and how we can make it absolutely spectacular, like waterfalls that you may live right nearby and don't exactly. even know what they really are. So if you want to hear more from us, you can jump on sexymarriageradio.com, find all the shows we've got. They're all on iTunes, leave reviews, comments, and you can also email the show at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, and we want to hear from you and what you have going on and questions you may have. But that does bring up some interesting conversations of yeah. – the possibilities and and how we may know we think we know the landscape of our marriage and of our spouse that's that's kind mm-hmm. of a great way to frame i think this discussion 
Yeah. Because it's it's what's what is your what would you say is the normal sexual communication default style for couples? Because we're well, big, we're big proponents of you need to have a conversation, you need to speak up, you need to live your life and and go after what you want and initiate and but that's also kind of based on what's the assumptive default mode of people well right and I recently asked you know some of my followers their biggest stressor in their marriage and number one was sex number two was communication okay which is so often gonna be the deal and I think absolutely specifically communication about sex absolutely so many of them uh, don't communicate at all but let's talk about some communication styles well because I think that if you're talking about just your sexual communication style, you you can fall into different categories. And, and and this is just from my experience in my life and then working with clients that, you know, you could have some people that are av- averse to sex, that it's just mm-hmm. they have too much baggage or damage or trauma or other dark things that go along with this part of our life sometimes that their mm-hmm. their default phase is no. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. You could have some that are just kind of neutral. You know, that right. it's, yeah, I, I take it or leave it. You know, I, I enjoy it. But then again, I don't necessarily have to have it. it it's not, you right. know, it's nothing that's a necessity <laughs> in my life. That, that would probably describe the majority of my girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's probably fairly true for females in, in yeah. general, because in, in general, I believe females are more wired to be receptive. They're not necessarily wired to be assertive and aggressive in this area. And then you could have the other side that's kind of the default. Yes, I'm, I'm typically interested in sex and pursuing sex. And the interesting thing is most of the times with couples, we're not on the same default. I think that's true. You know, and, and maybe that's tripping people up. Or they assume the deep, like we assume the landscape, like, oh, right. we know what it looks like down the road. Another right. waterfall. Uh, yeah, and I'm, they don't. I, I they just don't think know. of it because I look at the course of my marriage with Pam. You know, it's 20 plus years now. And I would put for a, a, the majority, not the majority, for part of our marriage early on, I, I would put her default as no. And I don't think that's accurate. It was right. probably more neutral. Exactly. And, and oh. some of it. Some of it with the no was from my doing. Exactly. That's what a <laughs> lot of guys don't understand. Right. They could probably tweak some things and be a lot more um, conducive to maybe. Right. And yeah, so things dramatically shift with us when all of a sudden it, it changed from a, a default of no to a default of yeah, maybe, or I could be persuaded or mm-hmm. flat out yes. And some of that takes, you know, just growing on both our parts. And and some of it takes just kind of an awareness. I mean, I, I think just in my life, just within the last couple of weeks, we've we've had a tradition in my family of every August is a no TV month. Where, oh, wow. where we just kind of, you know, we can watch some movies every so often, but for the whole month, it's off. And so we're playing games. We're just doing different things. Sadly, sometimes it's replaced with the internet, you know, so we're on the, we're on the online more surfing and filling time that way. (laughs) But 
what was interesting is we go we go that whole month so there's a lot more communication there's a lot more kind of seeking each other out not just sexually but just seeking each other out to occupy our time together and so the weekend of september you know of september is when football starts mm -hmm. so a game is on it's late in the evening and one of pam's favorite things is to lay on the couch watch some football and just fall asleep which kind of then dictates what's going to happen the rest of the evening. It just means I'm going to wake her up and we're going to go back to bed and sleep. So nothing else is happening. So we're sitting there and we're watching football and I'm just really enjoying football. And she's laying across the room from me under the blanket, you know, and I, I'm kind of noticing her wiggling around and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, these pants are just driving me crazy. So she's like undressing under the blanket. And I'm just clueless because I'm so into football that I'm like, was that just a, an invitation to receptivity <laughs> or, or not? But the sad thing is I didn't even explore it on the possibility, you know, cause I could have, I could have used one of your, you and Paul's great ones of, Hey, are you coming on to me? Are you coming on to me? Yeah. I, that's so funny. I've noticed a lot of times lately I'll, I'll do something like that. And Paul will say, Oh, you seem to be having nudity issues. Like, okay, I am. You're right. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> but it's it's one of those that I think the way we put our our spouse in the category we kind of put them in, whether right. true or not, determines what unfolds. Absolutely. And so, may, so maybe one of the things we can do is all right. I'm going to shift my spouse into a different category and see uh -huh. if it's more accurate. Right, because you are more than likely uh, basing your current reality on all your past story. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. You can make a new story right here. So we like to say just change it up in your mind. Just go after your mate as if they are the most sexually adventurous mm -hmm. person on the planet. Which brings us to how you see yourself. Okay. So what is your default um, mode? But not even, I'd like to explore beyond even just mode. Because you might say, well, I'm always raring to go, or I'm tired of being rejected, so I'm trepidatious. Or, you know, you might have that. So why don't you explore the possibilities of raising different parts of your personality and coming to your mate from a, from a different part? Okay. Explore the so, what-ifs. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we talk about personality types, you know, if you're like the classic DISC, if you're dominant or inspiring or calculated mm -hmm. or, you know, all those different things. A lot of times we say you might need to lower this a little bit and raise, you know, raise your D a little, raise your dominant part a little bit, raise your uh, fun loving self a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or as Carl Jung talked about, we all have four major archetypes that show up all throughout literature and, right. and personality. So we could even explore that. Okay. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, it, it, so, what comes to my mind before we go down that path is, okay. So if we have, I mean, for the sake of our discussion, we have the yes, the, the neutral and the yes. no. Yes. So if you're going to challenge yourself and let's say you, you put yourself in the no category, Mm -hmm. So maybe that means, okay, well, what would happen if I start looking for more 
awareness of of my being of my essence because there's probably things that go on in life that trigger just basal responses that are within our bodies you know the biological responses because we've had emailers that have listened to our show that have said you know he's this is the uh, one comes to mind of a wife that says you know my husband constantly is the low desire to the no desire and i finally will jump him when I just can't take it anymore. And it's the biological yes. ovulation time that's designed for yes. procreating the species. So, yes. you know, it, it's like she's screaming for it at that point. So she just goes after him, even though that's not her default mode of wanting to initiate. Right. So if you are, it, it's, it's possible if you're in the no category that that's there, you're just not noticing it or aware of it. But it's also possible that it's so clouded and convoluted because of past trauma and baggage that maybe a huge, courageous step forward in your life and then in your marriage is, you know, I'm going to confront some of the sexual baggage I've got because some of it may have nothing to do with your spouse. You know, it could be with your childhood. It could be with a prior mate. It could be, I mean, there's all kinds of things that wound us. And so a courageous step is just saying, I'm going to confront some of these things and try to seek some healing in it. Well, absolutely. And as you do that, if you're the no person, look at how you confront stress or just live life in the different areas of your life. How are things financially? How are things relationally with with your friends, your coworkers, your children? How is your health and fitness? Mm -hmm. You know, have you have you taken a shutdown approach to everything in life? Because if so, then your sex drive is just there as a wake-up call to say, hey, there is a river of life that you have shut down on all angles. That's not fair to anybody. Especially yourself. Absolutely. All relationships are going to start with yourself. Yep. And then uh, on the other extreme, though, the the person that's in the yes mode all the time, I'm not Mm -hmm. letting you off the hook either. Because your yes mode could be a front to cope with stress and anxiety and it's not coming from the fullness part of you it's coming from the void it's coming from the help me feel better about me by our relationship feeling better and blah 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 you know those are all kind of manipulative games that take place you know it's very common and i use this in some of the promo material and within blow up my marriage that you know a, a nice guy has the the typical mode of whenever he messes up and he makes his wife mad, he'll then try to woo her and give her a back rub and do these things so that she feels not not mad anymore, and then they could possibly have sex so that he feels better about the state of the relationship, not because he wants to have sex with her. It's all because right. he, he's anxious. So the yes guy still, or and the yes girl, you still have to confront, okay, where is this coming from? You know, is this a need-based thing? Or is this a want and a fullness-based thing? <laughs> if you, if our listeners grasped that, that would heal a whole lot of situations. <laughs> you sure could. That's such a huge issue on both sides of, of the yes and the no and the desire conundrum yep. is not being able to handle your own anxiety and, and live in fullness. And so that starts with yourself and really uh, with your creator, you know, mm-hmm. fullness. So inside that fullness, um, is there is a part of each of us that is a warrior 
So if you're always the victim, you know, see that inner warrior of yourself that's courageous. And that might be how you, that's a part of you that's real somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, so raise that part of you. If you're some kind of a person of strength and integrity and courage and adventure. Right. And so that's one uh, warrior. Another of us, I mean, we all have an internal um, magician. Sometimes it's called the magician. And the magician uses humor, where the warrior kind of has to be very strong. The magician uses humor, and he believes that everything is just sort of hocus pocus, and nothing's really what it seems. And so with the new, with the new view, you can see things differently and, and create change in a moment. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of you, lighten up, look at it differently, break your pattern with some humor. Yep. And so that will be effective. Yep. So as you're listening, kind of think, hmm, sometimes that warrior persona is called the wise guy, which might not be good in the bedroom, but it might, you know, just to take on some, if you're very serious and pouty, try taking on that right. lighter well, that, side of that's yourself. That's the idea that everything can be used for good or bad. Absolutely. You know, so it can be used to draw you close or keep people away. Yeah. Absolutely. And then all of us have an internal, uh, what we call the lover, mm-hmm. which is dominated by unconditional love. And I, I think ultimately we know that we have the option to step into unconditional love all the time. It flows like a river and we, everybody aches for it. And so sometimes we press on the people around us to fill that need for unconditional love. But at any point we can, we can put on the lover. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if you're Christians like we are, we believe we're one with Christ or we're one with God who is love. You don't even have to really embrace Christ, a Christian worldview to, to embrace that idea of being one with love at your core. Right. So if you put that persona on, put on love, and it takes a lot of the anxiety off and lets you operate from a place of fullness that we're trying to get you to. Mm-hmm. And then that fourth fourth uh, archetype that you see a lot is sometimes called the seer or the sovereign, where you just see from a much higher point of view. You you sort of you know, like you just said, that all things work together for good. You mm-hmm. just see such a, a divine approach. It's all perspective. So it, the, it's, it's, it's all it. perspective. Right. So you so think about those things. Embrace your inner warrior and your inner magician and your inner lover and your inner seer, the one who sees like an eagle flying above it all. Who who lets if you're an eagle, then winds and storms they take you higher. Mm-hmm. They don't ruffle you and take you to destruction. Mm-hmm. So you have everything inside of you that you need for a whole different view of the landscape of your your love life and your marriage. Right. And so to me, the, uh, a natural step in the process of this is the idea of I need to slow myself down to start to become aware yes. of yes. how I navigate life in the different circumstances that come along. Because we yeah. don't always have, you know, our plans don't always work. <laughs> you know, right. what, what comes to my mind is an addict of something that it's just this whole I'm going to just do this and I'm going to bounce my eyes and I'm going to be, be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's all willpower. I'm going to willpower my way through this thing, but right. you can't hand, you can't con- account for every trigger and you can't account for every circumstance that happens in life. So it's really right. more about, all right, I need to learn to slow down 
and become aware of, all right, how do I deal with things? How do I deal with when she walks in the room after a long day or when we see each other or when I get a chance to talk to somebody or I have to deal with this thing in my life or this thing in my life and just start to become aware. What's my patterns? What's my normal way? And to me, then you start the, the real themes and things start to become dominant and you start to see all right, so I really am more the warrior in this, but that's not, it's not serving me well. So how could that serve mm -hmm. me better? And how could I bring in the other areas to help enhance that? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when you're faced with that extreme anxiety, something that's helped me, and I'll, I want to even talk about it next week because it actually was a big aha moment that I had after one of our shows when you said something at the end of the show and I haven't told you that, but, um, when something triggers your anxiety that will make you think, wow, what does that remind me of? You know, why is this so upsetting? What does it remind me of? Yeah. When was the first time I felt this anxious? Yeah. And it'll be really eye-opening, possibly. It could, it, because that's that's one of those that it starts to totally reshape how mm -hmm. you deal with the present. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to tell share that next week. That'll be that'll awesome, because be that's, that's one of those things that – you know, I, I think lots of people in, in my field, in the therapy world, lots of people mm -hmm. have the taboo of, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't want to deal with my childhood. I don't want to dig up the past. Well, there's some modes of therapy that, yeah, that's what they do. It's, it's that mm -hmm. free association. Let's just go unpack your family of origin kind of stuff. Yeah. To me, it's, you're better served by, your family of origin is, is impacting you already. Yeah. So the more I can understand and become aware of its influence, the more I can change what I do in the moment going forward, you know, in the present. Yeah, exactly. In my case, it was so eye-opening that I just did the work, the energy work that I would work with clients Perfect. on myself. Um, yeah, and just completely changed the story. It, it would put so many pieces together for me. It was really eye-opening. So that was cool. That's great. So... Mm -hmm. When you have your sexual communication style in a couple, mm -hmm. it, it seems like, I mean, in, in our view, I guess you could say, Gina, is that we're saying you, you have either a, you're a default yes, neutral, or a no. And I guess from mm -hmm. this show is let's, we're, we're challenging our listener to one, come clear on where are they, mm -hmm. on, on which ones they're setting, two, which one is their spouse, and which one have they put them in versus is that accurate and then three what does that mean for your relationship you know if you're a yes and a no together well it's pretty clear what's going to happen lots of initiation <laughs> right. and lots of rejection so what would it take yeah. to get to a yes and a new and a neutral or mm -hmm. is that yes and how is that yes influencing that no Right. And how can you raise a different part of yourself, come at the situation from a whole different persona that you have already inside yourself to see it differently so you can solve it? Like exactly. Einstein said, you'll never solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. Yep. You have within yourself the ability to look at it from a much more genius perspective. Right. It's that if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. <laughs> Yes, it's insanity. <laughs> exactly. So our hope would be 
that just by reframing where you are, it, it can produce a new possibility. And, and to me that that's what sexy marriage radio has been all about isn't it, Gina, that it's, it's yes. creating new possibilities and creating new avenues and new horizons and new journeys, which leads us to a bit of housekeeping for us <laughs> because we've got a new journey going on, don't we? Yeah, we do. So I'll let you, you want to lead that or you want me to? <laughs> Um, you know, Corey and I started this show almost a hundred episodes ago together. And, um, at that time I wanted to focus, I thought on just taking a season in my work of, of ending performance anxiety and helping people uh, deal with anxiety to just really focus out on marriage and sex. And I think the farther I got into it, the more I would somehow be, it felt removed from my core work as a peak performance coach. And I was trying to be billed as a sex specialist, which really isn't probably my, my core. And so I did tell Corey last week that I probably at episode 100 would be time for me to step away from sexy marriage radio and um, go back to my home under the built to win <laughs> brand as a sure. built to win coach. But um, I have, I love this show and I love our listeners and hopefully people will still kind of stay in my space at ginaparis.com and we'll all continue to grow together and overcome the anxieties in our life. And um, just looking forward to it. Corey and I will still be great friends. So oh, yes. certainly and, no. <laughs> and that's, and, and, and if you're one of the people, cause I know we have an email from a listener. That's a, a loyal listener that has said, you know, you guys are part of my Thursday morning routine. Oh, you know, no, so I every love new you. show comes out on Wednesday and he made the comment that he listens on Thursday morning on his commute in and, so if you've if you're if you've kept up with us yeah. and you're not just yeah. kind of jumping around by topic or or trying to catch up, you know part of the reason last week's show was a best of is because we were still kind of fleshing this whole thing out of <laughs> all right, what does this exactly mean and and I don't know an answer to that yet. Sexy Marriage Radio is going like I was to broke, continue. Breaking up with Corey. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I broke up with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've had that happen in my life. I have been broken up and dropped before, so it's it's not completely new territory. But, but it is one of those that Sexy Marriage Radio is going to continue. Absolutely. And, and so it's going to be awesome. I'm going to make this call to the listeners right now that uh, during the interim on how this whole transition unfolds, I want to hear from you exactly what's going on with you. And, and I want to make some shows that are just straightforward answering your questions. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite a, a call in because I don't have that capability yet to do a live show, nor do we have the wattage and, and the ability to do something that's live. But <laughs> the best, the closest we can come is send in some, send in what's going on. And, and listeners have been great doing this thus far. So please keep that going. And, and in the, in the interim, we're going to just talk about what you want to talk about and, and what you need a reframe or a encouragement or a perspective or whatever it may be that we can offer from sexy marriage radio. So it's going to continue. So speak up, let us know what's, what's on your heart, on your mind. And Gina, this has been a fabulous run. It's been great that to, to create something that was not in the space at all. 
yeah. and, and something that swims against the stream that would not have happened without you, girl. So I'm Thank honored you. to have spent the time with you. And it's been it's been a blast. And one more will be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good show next week. We hope everybody will tune in and uh, be in touch. And until next time, we hope that you'll have, you know, lots more sex. Absolutely. <laughs> We're glad you joined us. So wherever you are and however you've taken the time to listen to us, thank you very much for making us part of your world and your day. And we hope to hear from you again. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Let's talk about